Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by West Holm. We all know from home cooks to restaurant chefs to eating enthusiasts that the quality of your ingredients makes all the difference, especially when it comes to meat. West Holm, which is based in Queensland in the Northern Territory, Australia, is working with the land to create nature-led Australian Wagyu. They steward 16 million acres of rangeland, guided by the natural ecosystem where their cattle thrive. The result is high-quality Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of Northern Australia and a flavor suited to complement any cuisine. West Holm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash saver. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hello and welcome to Saver Production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about Oxtail. We are, which was... A bit out of left field for me, because I was like, Lauren, what should we do? And you were like, Oxtail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do that. Um, this is uh, partially inspired by uh, by a recent trip of mine up to H-Mart, which is a, a chain of uh, Korean uh, grocers around uh, well, Atlanta and the United States um, that also feature a, a lot of a lot of other um, uh, imported products. Oh man, and they've got a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous meat section. And um, I was looking at the oxtail because I my brain always goes oxtail. This will be cheap, and then it's not these days. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I actually got a little emotional researching this one because. My dad loved oxtail, and he he loved a lot of things that were once um, seen as you know cheap or y- you didn't want to be associated with those foods. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was kind of embarrassed by it, um, but he would always order it, and he was always so excited when it was on a menu, which was pretty rare. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking because I now I have a craving as as almost always with our episodes. <laughs> now I have a craving, and so I was trying to see is there anyone that's like during the pandemic delivering oxtail. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> one of them was a restaurant that he liked. Um, Aww. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping to get it. But yes, it was expensive. Uh, it was much more expensive than I recall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for for sure. That is that is a thing that has happened in the past couple of decades, and we will be talking about it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my roommates and I have in the past made, uh, made oxtail stews, which is a pretty pretty frequent way to use it. Yeah, and you, right before we started recording, made what I'm going to say as a promise, even though I don't think you promised, uh, <laughs> to make, once we are able to hang out again in person, to make something with braised oxtail. And I am going to remember that, and I am very excited about it. <laughs> I, I, I did not promise it. Um, I very frequently run on like Faye rules where mm. like I'm careful with my language. Yes. And, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> but I will go ahead and upgrade that to a promise. The next time that we and our super producers can uh, can hang out in person, I will I will make y'all a braised oxtail dish. Yes. Yes. I feel like I'm the <laughs> anti type of the Faye person where I like take your words. And I put a meaning into them that was not there Ah. and then just campaign uh, very persistently. (laughs) Either way, we're we're all doing work. Yes, yes, yes. And and I've never cooked with oxtail. Um, I know I've had it. I've had it in tacos. I've had it in soup. I know I had it in pasta once and I can't really remember this pasta other than it was delicious. Like that's all I really remember. But it was amazing. Um, and I think I've had it in pho. But other than that, sure, I, I don't have, yeah, I don't really have a specific oxtail memory. So I'm excited about this. I'm excited to make this memory. Mm, oh, yay. Uh-huh. Yes. But all right, let's get to our question. Oxtail. What is it? Well, Oxtail is a cut of beef that includes bone and connective tissue and meat from the tail. Um, it's a it's a pretty basic butchery process. You just skin the tail and then cut it into short lengths. Usually, um, it looks a little tiny bit like like short ribs. Yeah. Um, and uh, okay, okay. The term ox. Um, there are a lot of different terms for cattle, depending on a given animal's sex and reproductive status and intended. Use An ox traditionally means an animal, usually a castrated male, that's kept for for doing work, uh, pulling stuff, etc., rather than being raised specifically for its meat, um, or or milk in the case of a female ox, uh, or oxen, as that would grammar out. Yes. Um, However, these days, uh, the term ox is, is applied in food and leather industries to products from any kind of cattle, Um, So the oxtail that you find in your supermarket probably does not come from an ox in that traditional sense. Yeah. I learned a um, lot about the castration of cows for this episode (laughs) and how that affects what they're called. (laughs) Yep. That's, uh, yeah, that is the rabbit hole that I did not intend to go down. And I was like, well, all right, here we are. Yep. (laughs) 
But uh, uh, yeah, uh, oxtail is a really interesting cut because it's um, it's sort of the opposite of most other cuts of beef that humans like to eat. Uh, you know, like like you you buy steaks because of their of their fat and tender meat. Um, you buy oxtails because of their rubbery connective tissue. <laughs> like uh, like like oxtail contains a high proportion of not meat. Um, and what meat is there is so tough and so like encased in, in muscle moving stuff. Because if you've, if you've ever seen living cattle, um, you might've noticed that their tails are going just constantly, uh, swiping at flies and expressing emotion. Um, and that kind of constant use makes muscles lean and chewy and, and it builds up all of the rubbery tendons and cartilage and, and coatings that facilitate that motion. So if you were to cook oxtail quick and hot, like, like a steak, it would suck. That, that wouldn't be, don't do that. Um, uh, but if you cook oxtail low and slow, those, those rubbery bits, which are made of collagen, um, collagen being uh, the tough but stretchy chains of, of twisted up uh, proteins, amino acids, um, which forms the, the scaffolds of, of mammal tissue, uh, muscle and skin and bone, those particles of collagen will break down, leaving you with tender bits of meat um, and a bunch of gelatin. Um, and, and gelatin, when, when it's warm, is what makes bone broth or like tonkatsu ramen or something like that um, uh, or, or any kind of stock. It makes it kind of thick on the tongue. Um, and when gelatin is cold, it's what makes jello form up into like a solid but wiggly mold. So you've got a lot of that. And plus, in oxtail, you've got that bone, which contains rich, buttery marrow. So when you stew or braise oxtail down low and slow and with some kind of liquid, um, you wind up with just like really rich, comforting, saucy meat. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So good. <laughs> so good. There are versions of oxtail soup in particular and stews all over, um, and versions of it braised, served with greens, particularly butter beans, which sounds amazing to me. Uh-huh. Um, Korea, China, Spain, Mexico, France, Italy, Britain, South Africa, most of West Africa, Indonesia, Jamaica, and in African-American cuisine here in the U.S., Oxtails are used in other places that I did not mention as well, but that's just sort of a handful of them. Yeah, I would say that most places that have a cattle industry um, have some kind of traditional oxtail stew. Yes. Um, And it is also a traditional ingredient for making aspics and other gelatin-based products like uh, like terrines, especially in cultures such as um, Eastern European and Russian Jewish cultures that do not eat pork. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. What about the nutrition? Uh it it really depends on what you cook it with. Um, but but unto itself, oxtail is a little bit higher in fat and lower in protein than many other cuts of beef. Um, it's got a good smattering of minerals. You know, it, it will fill you up and it will help keep you going. But you know, watch your serving size, eat a vegetable, maybe pair it with a little bit of extra protein. Yeah. I like how eat a vegetable has become one of our new slogans. Um, (laughs) We've been talking about a lot of comfort food. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, you know, one of my favorite things about one of my favorite things about me uh, is when I get drunk. (laughs) 
Like my, uh, what I used to make was cauliflower. <laughs> I just, I love vegetables, so I, I'm uh, all for it. Um, that's amazing. I, that is not what I make when I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let me just, and it wasn't super exciting either. I would just kind of boil it and then put Frank's hot sauce on top of it. Oh, but I know how much you like hot stuff. And so so hot sauce is a real good motivator there. You know what I've started doing? And I think this is totally stress based, but I've Uh started eating peppers with hot sauce. (laughs) Like hot peppers with, have you, are these cooked? Andy, what are you doing? (laughs) Sometimes they're cooked. (laughs) Oh, geez. How... What okay? I'm sorry. I need to ask more questions. What level of hot peppers are you putting hot sauce on and then consuming? I think the the hottest I've gone is habanero. So that's not that hot. Um. Okay, <laughs> I if you say so. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> you know you've you've got to you've got to get that adrenaline rush somewhere. I, I guess. I do. I do. And the horror movies aren't doing it for me anymore. The running is out the window. So it's, it's peppers <laughs> with hot sauce on them. <laughs> oh, darling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well. I, I also just want to throw out there um, a listener, Erin, and I hope to share this with everyone soon. She made Savor Bingo cards. Oh, right. Yeah, and and they're fantastic and really (laughs) made us laugh. And I definitely want to play during an episode. Um, But one of the things (laughs) she put on there was like savor slogans. And I think eat a vegetable uh, now counts. I think that should be one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm for it. I'm for it. This is a philosophy that I I, uh, both prescribe and ascribe to. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So hopefully we'll share that soon. Super fun. But meanwhile, we do have some numbers for you. Um, yeah. Yes. So oxtails, which were a food that was once regularly tossed, thrown away, uh, now runs about 4 to $10 a pound as the nose to tail movement has become more and more popular. Yeah. It's considered the only external awful meat. Yes, awful as in O F F A L. Right, right. Yes. Which um uh, a, a lot of these cuts, which which typically include um um organs and skin, a, a lot of these cuts have typically been right, like like bottom shelf. Like, why would anyone eat that if they don't have to? Kind of things. But um, but over the past, uh, depending on what they are, like 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 hundred years to like decade or two. They've become quite popular. Yes. Because they're tasty. <laughs> hmm Yeah, I was reading an article right before this. It was an interview with someone who makes her restaurant, makes oxtail soup, and she was saying, like, the price was getting so much higher uh, that she was not able to provide, like, meat demand um, because oh, she wow. couldn't yeah. make as much at the same price anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it is one of the more, or it can be one of the more expensive cuts now, depending on the demand in your in your area. Uh, um, I mean, and you know, it's it's one of those things where like there's only one tail per animal, right? So, yeah, right, right, right. Well, it has not been that way traditionally historically. <laughs> nope. Uh, no, no. 
Um, and we'll get into the history. But first, we're going to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm -hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks. But I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a savor team trip together. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, West Holm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. (laughs) West Holm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia, and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholme.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. 
Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with the briefest ox history ever, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so as cattle were born purely out of human domestication, we've talked about it before, sometime between 9,000 and 4,000 BCE, so that's a long time ago. Um, but if you look at ox specifically, ancestors date back to prehistory. They sound very frightening, very huge. I think they were called aurochs. They had a cool name, too. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they've been around a while. <laughs> yes. And going way back, humans have commonly used oxen as, yes, beast of burden. Um, and they were easier to manage due to castration. Didn't go chasing after lady cows. Okay. Walked by. And when these oxen could no longer provide the, the work um, of carrying things or pulling things, whatever, then they were slaughtered for food. And none of that was wasted, including oxtail. Yeah, and this does go so far back. Like the word ox itself is old. Um, uh, it's in, in, in various forms that are quite related to the word that we use today. Um, its roots date back to the Proto-Indo-European root uxen, meaning a male animal. So thousands of years we've been using these very similar words, which, uh, which, which I think it probably demonstrates like how long cattle have been so important to to humans. Yes. Like that's just the word for that thing. That's what we call it. Right. Anyway. Yeah. I would agree. Also sounds kind of like Lord of the Rings-esque. No. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Historically, oxtail was viewed as an inferior cut of meat and also a big time suck when it came to properly cooking it because it did take a long time, and mm. was therefore seen as a food for the poor and enslaved. Most oxtail soups around the world have a similar story. Soon after ox or cattle were introduced, the less well-off used oxtail for soup. During the 1500s in Jamaica, a confluence of cuisines and traditions came together. You had West African, the indigenous people in Jamaica, the British, the Spanish, the Indian um, came together to create Jamaican oxtail soup, which was a one-pot dish full of spices. Very popular um, to this day. It was a dish that could stretch and feed many mouths, which was, of course, a benefit yeah, and this is one of those preparations that uses uh, butter beans for extra protein. And right, just all of these uh, uh, kinds of warming spices, all spice and hot peppers are key ingredients. Um, and yeah, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of different recipes out there for it, and they all sound incredibly delightful. So, uh, so if you have not had that or seen a recipe for it, look it up. Yes, yes, and... Butter beans is one of my favorite foods. So, oh right, yeah, oh. this is very exciting for me. I very rarely have them. Um, I have like an emergency bag of frozen butter beans <laughs> in my refrigerator right now. And I'm like, oh. when in the quarantine <laughs> am I gonna break down and eat these? Not yet. Hot peppers and hot sauce, yes. Butter beans huh. still waiting. 
This is also, I feel like quarantine is really teaching me a lot about a lot of my friends, different, um, different, uh, like juvenile food habits, like, like what they ate growing up. Right. Like, um, mm-hmm. uh, like, like my, my, my roommate who uh, grew up in Florida always has a bag of emergency shrimp in the freezer. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And her and her mom, when she calls, will check up and be like, be like, do you have your emergency shrimp? <laughs> That's so great. You've got to have your emergency shrimp <laughs> or whatever it, it is, is for you. Yeah. It is a habit that I am really benefiting from. I will tell you. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. I have been craving shrimp lately. Maybe I need an emergency bag. <laughs> emergency shrimp. It's good for everyone. I feel like Maybe everything right now feels like an emergency bag of whatever. Um, it does. When it's yeah. in my freezer, at least. It does. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Um, back to oxtail. Enslaved people in the United States were frequently given the cheapest cuts of meat and also used these one-pot cooking traditions and spices to cook oxtail. Um, To this day, oxtail is frequently found on menus at what I saw called true southern restaurants. I saw some people argue that if it doesn't have oxtails on the menu, it's not really a southern restaurant. So Well. I know. (laughs) I know. There is a very fun slash spooky, but almost certainly apocryphal origin story about oxtail soup in Hong Kong. And all of those things are things that I love, so I'm going to share it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So an unspecified long time ago at Hong Kong University, a young male student was really, really stressed out uh, studying for finals. And to make him feel better, his girlfriend, who lived in the dorm above him, would make him oxtail soup and lower it down to his window with ropes. I have a lot of questions about this because I feel like that's difficult enough with food that isn't prone to spill. Soup. Yeah, that is. Yes. But all right, I will. Sure. I'll allow it. I shall suspend my disbelief. But tragically, she abruptly died. And after the funeral, the young man returned to his dorm and he smelled something familiar. When he turned on the lights, he saw a bowl of warm oxtail soup at the windowsill. He ran up the stairs to his girlfriend's old dorm, knocked, but no one was there. Ah, oh. yes. Good story. I, I like that the ropes are the part that you're dubious about. Yeah. Like yeah, the rest of it, you're fine out. with. <laughs> everything else, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Wait a minute. <laughs> I can't even walk from room A to B without spilling soup. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Fair>. true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to oxtail soup in Britain, which was a soup of vegetables, which was and is a soup of vegetables and beef tails. Um, that probably was the product of the Huguenots living in London's East End in the 17th century, or possibly not. Another popularly told story with very little evidence suggests that sometime between 1789 and 1799, a French dude going through a bit of a rough patch, uh, this was during the French Revolution, after all, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the the niceties that the privileged upper class were accustomed to weren't available anymore. This random French dude uh, cajoled a local tanner for their oxtails, which normally would be tossed. And from those, he made a soup, and he honed this soup over time. And 
in the 1800s, this soup made its way to England, where the English really embraced it and made it their own. Or, <laughs> probably more likely, uh, French refugees fleeing the French Revolution introduced it to the British. Uh, they, yeah, kind of a similar thing where they'd not been able to get their hands on the ingredients they were used to, turned oxtails, made a soup, fled to England, soup went with them. Makes sense. Yeah. Perhaps not as fun, but makes sense. <laughs> and during the Victorian era in England, Chef Alexis Soyer really didn't like that so much food like oxtails were going to waste essentially because of stigma, especially when he would look to other countries like France and also especially when food was scarce. And so you might have had chefs like that kind of working to, to get people to accept this food uh-huh. that was generally thrown away. And then, if we look at America, early settlers generally ate all of the animal that they slaughtered, including oxtail. Um, cows came over with the first explorers and colonists. That was another rabbit hole I went on, was how did cows get to the United States? And there's a lot of information out there about that. Um but yeah, pretty much when people came over, explorers came over, cows came over. They brought them. cows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As neighborhood butchers were replaced by grocery stores and mass-produced meat products, offal and oxtail as part of that fell out of fashion and was stigmatized. And because of that, people didn't know how to cook it. So they wouldn't buy it even if they wanted to. Um, it's only recently with the rise of the nose-to-tail movement that this is starting to change, and we are seeing that reflected in rising prices. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I found a bunch of articles, kind of, kind of starting around the middle of the 1990s, with chefs like uh, like Jacques Pepin recommending oxtail as an ingredient in uh, dishes like oxtail soup. Yes. Yeah, I found a handful of restaurants in Atlanta that have it. Most of them were Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Not not Southern, but there were a few Southern that did have it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've got a craving now. Um, <laughs> I don't get think, it. I don't think they would have it in like not an Asian, like H Mart specialty store. Um, they, they have it at the Kroger near, oh, really? near my house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, you, if you've never looked for it, like it's it's usually just kind of like uh, in in the way that many American grocery stores are set up, just kind of like. Kind of like off to the side, like in a like like in a in the lowest most shelf of the of the meat section, like like just way to one end of where the mm. beef products are. Okay. Like, yeah, like kind of kind of out, off the beaten off. of your eye line. Okay. You think it would be like because I know the store I go to has ham hocks and stuff. Would it be yeah, like maybe in that maybe area? over near that maybe. All right. See, I because of pandemic now, I go. I only go like two to three weeks at a time, and I I have my grocery list, so uh-huh. it's in the order of the aisles. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So I try to put everything in its right place on my list, so I'll spend as little time as possible there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you could also. I mean, this is a whole other step, but you could definitely ask your local butcher. Oh. If they carry it. I have to find my local butcher, but yes. <laughs> oh, I do know one. Okay. Well, there's there's, there's also a, 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 usually a human standing at the meat counter 
Oh. That you can be like, hey, <laughs> meat counter human. Oh, I um, see. <laughs> that's 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 what I mean by local butcher. Um, oh. Although certainly, like if if you have a a a locally owned and operated butchery in your area, I recommend supporting them, um, especially in these times, which are which are super rough for everyone in the food industry due to COVID. Um, I I haven't checked whether I've been meaning to go do an order at Spotted Trotter, which is one of the local Atlanta yeah. ones. And I haven't checked whether they've got it, but I'm. it's likely that they do. All right. Well, homework. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's about all we have to say about oxtail. I would love if listeners have experience or any uh, information we left out uh, for you to send it to us. Absolutely. Yes. But we do have some listener mail for you. We do, and we'll get to that right after we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm -hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks. But I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a saver team trip yeah. together. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, we're we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is yeah. this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go. And I'm hungry. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, West Holm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. (laughs) (laughs) West Holm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia, and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholme.com slash saver. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash saver. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year 
Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with It's like a charging bull. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Mary wrote, I just listened to your episode on Lister Mail and had to giggle when you got to the part about the snail. Okay. Sidebar, I love that we talked about the snail for, like, probably seven minutes. Yeah, it was a long snail aside. (laughs) I loved every second of it. All right, um, she continues. My daughter recently found a snail out in the yard and has now become a pet. Its name is Shelly. And then they found a baby, and its name is Shelly Jr., I thought, if nothing else, you would enjoy the pun. Attached is a picture of Shelly and also of the three cats that share domicile with us. We are still debating about who is in charge, and the cats keep insisting that we are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Yep, that's that's I what find, cats do. Yeah, I, I you know, I haven't lived with a cat in a long time, but I find that cats uh, do insist upon that. Um and also, I've just really come around to snails being very cute. <laughs> Shelly and Shelly Jr. were very cute. They are. They're they're little they're little eye stalks and their yeah. and their little feeler things, tentacles. They're great. <laughs> Your feeler tentacles. They don't sound cute. Eye stalks and feeler <laughs> tentacles, but somehow it works. Oh gosh, um, uh, Chris wrote. I was listening to your mustard episode with my wife the other day, and it almost immediately reminded us of the time we visited the Mount Horeb uh, Mustard Museum. Apparently, just goes by the National Mustard Museum now. We live in Michigan, but we often visit Wisconsin. At the time, one of our friends went to the University of Wisconsin in Madison. 
The museum is close to campus, so we decided to check it out uh, after a day of visiting apple orchards, wineries, and breweries. Maybe all the local craft beverages helped, but the museum was actually quite fascinating. Seeing thousands of mustard tins and memorabilia in such a small place is pretty shocking at first, but then when you realize how versatile mustard is, the whole thing makes a lot more sense. Of course, we could not leave without a cheesy souvenir. We brought home a delightfully tacky pennant-shaped magnet that says, Poupon You. <laughs> it still lives prominently on our refrigerator. Speaking of refrigerators, I counted six different kinds of mustard in ours just now. <laughs> <laughs> I so desperately oh. want to go to this museum. Um... So many listeners have written in about it. Please keep writing it. I love it. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Sounds yeah. Amazing. It does. It does sound amazing. And now I'm trying to mentally count the number of mustards in my fridge, and it's it's probably at least six. I, I'm 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 gonna say a solid tie between between me and Chris. <laughs> I I have three. Um. But I go through them very fast, so, you know, my rate of consumption is high. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, but you're, right, right, you're, right. Your, your types uh I don't have many, uh, represented. many to spread it out. Sure. But, yeah. yeah, I've got, like, a Dijon and a grainy and a traditional yellow American mustard. Those, that, I mean, that's really, that's really what you... Need most, or mm. what you need most, apparently. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I think I've got a few different kinds of spicy mustard in there, and a few different, like a couple different kinds of grainy. And I'm I'm counting, although maybe I shouldn't. Some of the little packets of um, hot mustard that you get sometimes in Chinese delivery, mm -hmm. um, which my roommate for some reason insists upon storing in the refrigerator afterwards. <laughs> Yes, yes. It's got to be near the emergency shrimp. <laughs> um, emergency Chinese packets of mustard. Emergency shrimp. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, listeners, um, thanks to both of them for writing in. If you've got your emergency foods you want to share with us, <laughs> or your snail pictures, or your mustard museum stories, any of that, we love it, you can email us. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is home to a thriving culinary scene based on products and traditions from the native Taino, African, and Spanish peoples that have influenced it. When you go, there are a host of restaurants, bars, breweries, distilleries, farms, and coffee houses to dig into, from five-star experiences to local favorites. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. 
Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top ten for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.